My name's Terry. Welcome to the Oddscast. Welcome to the Oddscast. Anything more? Welcome to the Oddscast. And welcome to the Thanksgiving edition of the Oddscast podcast. I'm here with Dominic. I'm Dominic Leo alongside Joe Delara, Terry Takes, producer Corey. It is week 12 NFL. Correct. Comes after 11 before 13. And we are recording this on Wednesday. We're going to release this today, Wednesday afternoon. So you'll have it as you sit at home. No traveling this year for COVID. Um, we, you know, we're not going to pass judgment on what you do for Thanksgiving. But it's a good thing that we waited to do this podcast. And originally, we do these podcasts, these weekly ones on Tuesday, give them out Wednesday. And by waiting, we actually learned hot off the newswire, if you haven't heard this already, the third game for Thanksgiving tomorrow, uh, the Steelers and the Ravens has been postponed, pushed to Sunday due to a lot of negative, uh, positive COVID tests on the Ravens side. Steelers aren't happy. I don't think we are happy as fans because we had three games to look forward to on Thanksgiving. Now there's only two between teams that all do not have winning records. And now, uh, Joe, I'll give you, since you seem to be the resident uh, Steelers advocate when it comes to the NFL scheduling with COVID, I'll give you a couple, you know, a short blip to, to shit on the NFL here. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of bullshit. Number one, they're not moving any games into the night game slot. So, you know, if you're in the West Coast, you're watching a game at nine o'clock and then you're done probably before you even have dinner. Um, so that I think just from a scheduling perspective, it kind of sucks. But also, I mean, the Steelers have gotten boned here a little bit. They've kind of, like this is now the second game that they've had that's been moved due to COVID reasons that aren't related to the Steelers. Um, and I think that both times it's negatively you know, impacted them. Uh, this is giving there's, and there's still no guarantee that the Ravens are even going to have these players available um, from Thanksgiving till Sunday when they moved it to. Um, and then besides that, like we've seen other teams have to play uh, and the NFL just says like, fuck it. Like you have to play. It's not uh, anybody else's problem that you're missing players um, that are mm-hmm. on the COVID list. So I don't, I don't really understand why it's happening. And then if you look at it, the Steelers lost their buy then this is kind of this would have been a huge advantage having a short week at home against the Ravens who are missing players. And then their next week, their game is against the football team and the football team is going to have a long week, kind of like that mini buy, whereas the Steelers who thought they were going to have that now don't have that. So um, I, I think it just allows the situation. I think the NFL should have just told the Ravens like sucks, go play this game. Um, it's not like Lamar Jackson's out or something like where they're looking at it from a ratings perspective, they're missing two of their running backs when they have a stable of mm-hmm. running. Backs. So, um, I, I just think this is kind of ridiculous and the NFL is kind of fucking it up. Wah. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> Terry, <laughs> let me get your perspective. Um, I will, I will say personally, I don't really care. Um, I, you know, this is, NFL in 2020 like we need to be prepared for this to happen it makes you know it may none of these decisions might make sense when looking at the past decisions for the NFL with scheduling there's going to be inconsistencies made because it's just a impossible situation to manage Terry what are your thoughts 
Uh, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Move the game, make sure the players are safe. I think they'd probably rather, you know, enjoy a longer week to prepare against a division opponent um, as opposed to the short week on their bodies. Uh, I don't think they care that they don't have as much time to prepare for the Washington football team. Uh, And, you know, it's whatever it's COVID. I don't know. Like, the Steelers have had played the easiest schedule in the NFL, so who the fuck cares? Yeah, um, it's they've, they've gotten to play against Jeff Driscoll, <laughs> Jake Lutton. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think the postponement definitely benefits the Ravens, and that's why you're seeing a lot of. Oh, and Garrett Gilbert forgot about him. Speaking him to the list. out. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's going to be interesting to watch. But now there's two. F- games on thanksgiving the and i don't think they've announced that they're moving these games back even though they probably should they have families too they have thanksgivings to get to gee think about that so we have a 12 four versus own four college football game (laughs) so we have a 12 30 houston texans at detroit uh lions three and seven texans four and six detroit lions Washington football team three and seven against the Dallas Cowboys also three and seven. So we have a very, you know, the only uh, there's going to be this, this is what gambling's about, <laughs> you know, holiday games. None of these teams are good. Most of these, I mean, if, if the NFC East didn't have um, four teams with less than four wins, you know, all these teams would probably be out of the playoff discussion um but you know the washington dallas game is actually you know that's that's a huge position i think the winner of that game actually will go up in the nfc east um as we await the sunday games but let's go into odds versus SPY. we'll get all the thanksgiving talk in after we went three and six last week we are now um that which was our worst week so if you're Looking to follow us now is probably a good time coming off a bad week. We are 35, 27, and 1 since we started this uh, segment where we try and beat the stock market, the S&P 500. The S&P is up 6.32% since we started this segment. Um, So we have a 7.14% ROI, which is it's getting tight. Terry, it really is. What do you think? What do you think? I I mean, you had the president of the United States, the lame duck president, coming out and touting that the Dow had reached 30,000, which seems to be the only thing he cares about right now. What, you know, take the sports, please. (laughs) I just say this is an important time. So, Terry, you went 0-3 this past week, so that means you go first, and you should, uh, you know, I believe in you, but we got to shape up here. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit on tilt the past, I started off hot this season, uh, the past week, two weeks been, been on a little bit of downtrend. So we bounce back, big Sean bounce back. Am I picking? Do you want, is, did you, is this a segue into the picks? Yeah, you're, you're first. And again, we go three picks each. And so we'll have a total of nine picks and we'll post them on the socials after. But snake draft, Terry goes first. I went one and two last week. Joe went two and one. So I will follow. Joe will then have two picks. And we'll wrap back around until we're done with nine picks. Terry, you're up. First pick. Yep, I'm coming. Okay, my first pick, um, 
to be clear, I, I used, uh, I've been a little bit on tilt from last week. So I decided to change things up and I used, uh, an NFL team randomizer to pick the games I wanted. <laughs> it's on spin the wheel app NFL teams. Uh, so that's where we're at. Uh, so meaning, first, meaning you pick the teams or the games. So I, it, the, the wheel picks the team. I'm not bound to pick that team, but just, I picking that game. Okay. That that's a, you should have probably made that a little clearer because okay, I, I just, want, I, don't, I don't want our listeners. I know I'm saying, I don't want our listeners to think that you're just picking based on the wheel, but you're picking the team after the game is picked. Yes. After. Yes. Okay. okay. Go ahead. Where yeah. where the wheel land? Okay. We have the we're taking the Atlanta Falcons uh, plus three against the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Raiders lost the Monday Night Heartbreaker to the Chiefs, which I mean, Patrick Mahomes MVP guy made it look so easy to just go down the field like it was nothing. I also forgot I had the Chiefs in Survivor that week and realized after they had won that he had saved me. Um, so the uh, Raiders, they look like a good football team. Uh, Falcons coming off uh, a loss. How many? They scored, I think, less than 10 points, I believe. Atlanta, Atlanta Falcons losing to the Saints, Taysom Hill Saints. I don't know what that game was. It was very confusing <laughs> to me. Um, I have Saint, to say, Saints defense is just really good. Really good. I, yeah, it's, it is pretty good. Um, Julio Jones got all banged up. Um, but I also feel like they probably just went into the week of preparation thinking there's no way they're starting Taysom Hill. And then Taysom Hill started and they just looked very unprepared. <laughs> um, but anyway, so we got the Falcons coming off a loss um, from a division opponent. According to the Action Network's Chris Raybon, I heard him give this stat out. Teams uh, as an underdog um, after scoring less than 10 points, uh, are cover at 59%. Uh, so that's a good ROI. Um, so I, I like the Falcons in a bounce back game. They have a lot of talent, uh, in a game that's probably going to be close. It could come down to a field goal. If you can get the three, buy it up to three and a half, I think that's, you know, keeping it under minus 125, I would do that. Um, but, if all you got's the three, I'd take the three with the with the Atlanta Hotlanta Falcons. I, I like it. You know, I I think that this Raiders coming off the the overperformance, I think, in Sunday in Sunday night football against the Chiefs. I think they um it's, it just screams letdown game to travel across country. So I'm with you. Um, I will go next and surprise, surprise. I'm going back to the well here in Washington. <laughs> so I've picked the Washington football team. I looked this up before three times in the segment. I'm two and one, one betting on the Washington football team. Wow. We're going to, we're going to go back to them again, because again, this is a, just like I said last week, this Spread is plus three right now. It's got some juice on it. So if you can run to it right now, if it's still available when you're listening, go jump on plus three. But if it does move to two and a half, 
It's still in this Ron Rivera zone between minus three and plus three, where again, if you didn't listen last week, Ron Rivera is the second most winning head coach in the NFL when it comes to gambling return on ROI against the spread within field goal games. Number one is Bill Belichick. Number two, Ron Rivera. Number three is Mike Tomlin. So Riverboat Ron is going to bring it home, but I do think that this game matches up very good against the Washington uh, for the Washington football team. They beat this Cowboys team before granted Andy Dalton wasn't playing in that game, but I think that the Washington football team's defense, again, this is just a matter of time, I think. And I bet the Washington football team to win the NFC East two weeks ago at plus 800. I do think it's just a matter of time before the offense clicks. They have playmakers with McLaurin. They have playmakers with Gibson, Jordan Reed, uh, not Jordan Reed. Um, who's their tight end? Jordan Reed, Logan Thomas, Logan Thomas. Virginia, Virginia tech quarterback. Yeah, I know. He played in a bowl game against Rutgers. Um, and I think it's a matter of time before Alex Smith and this offense click. But in the meantime, their defense, extremely efficient DVOA. They still are in the top five in passing uh, defense. So this whole, you know, in the dome, CD Lamb, uh, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup doesn't scare me. They're the sixth ranked defense overall. 13th against the rush, fourth against the pass. Um, they're actually tied with Chicago at third, and they're only 0.2% behind the Tampa Bay Bucks um, defense when it comes to passing defense. I think they'll be able to keep things close, and I think that, you know, on the turf, uh, McLaurin and Gibson, Sims, one of these guys is going to break one or two, and I think that it'll be enough for them to win this game. I think that plus two and a half, plus three is where it's at right now, but I, I will be putting a little bit on the money line too. And, you know, Thanksgiving, this team changed their name. The franchise changed their name. And this football team on a holiday that had some, you know, questionable beginnings, the franchise – which had some questionable names in the beginning. Things are right in the world now with the Washington football team on Thanksgiving. Chalk it up. W. That's my first pick. Nice. I, I mean, Terry McLaurin's my guy. I'm hoping he goes off. I'm sweating. I'm sweating a Terry McLaurin league leader in receiving yards. He's currently fourth. He's 41 yards behind uh, DeAndre Hopkins, 65 to one. Just need him to stay healthy and need them to be losing some games. So they just throw the ball a lot. Hopefully they cover three. <laughs> I I, th- I really do think like if you out of these four teams, like I think Washington is hitting their stride at the right time. Um, and they're kind of being overlooked. They're fourth in the division in odds, but you know. Well, football outsider says the Eagles has the worst DVO team in the division. So there you yeah. go. All right, Joe, you got two picks. All right, so my first pick is going to be Saints minus five and a half. Um, They are on the road uh, at the Broncos here. Um, I like the Saints. I think that the Broncos are getting a little bit of – I feel like they're a little overrated after kind of that surprise win over Miami last week. Um, And I think that Taysom Hill still isn't being appropriately graded. Um, I think he, he played very well. I think that maybe a little bit of it was that it was a surprise that he was actually going to start. Um, but he, uh, he played very well. He had the, the number six, uh, pro football focus pass grade. And 
I was reading uh, a little bit on Twitter and Scott Barrett, somebody that writes for Pro Football Focus said that, uh, you know, and there was an article out in May that when Taysom Hill is actually dropping back, like when he was dropping back in the preseason, he was one of the highest graded quarterbacks um, that they had on their list, basically. So I think that the Saints are being a little bit underrated here because of uh, people just aren't sure what to think about Taysom Hill. But I think even regardless of Hill's success or failures here, I think that under a touchdown is just not nearly enough considering that the Saints are the number one team in weighted DVOA and the Broncos are 29th. And I think the Saints defense is good enough alone to have them win by more than a touchdown. Um, So I like the Saints here on the road at uh, minus five and a half. Yeah, Um, Saints, uh, Saints weighted DVOA number one by more than 10 percentage points not even close yeah i know and we you know i've been singing the saints praises all throughout the summer series preview podcast that we've done and you know it looked a little iffy at the beginning with drew Brees, but like they're this team is just stacked like they're loaded everywhere yeah. I, think, <laughs> I think if drew Brees plays in this game you're probably looking at closer to like a double digit spread Mm-hmm. And maybe you're like, okay, that's a lot. But I think that Taysom Hill is good enough. And he's like, based on what he's done in the preseason and then what he did last week, I think that there's enough to say that the Saints can definitely cover uh, a touch, like minus five and a half, which isn't even. Yeah, and fade the Broncos after they win against the Dolphins. That's yeah, like exactly. probably the, the win of the year for them. So I think yeah. so, I like it. I like it, Joe. Good job, Joe. Appreciate that. Then my next pick is uh, going to be. Uh, Colts minus three. They're at home against the Titans. This is a really important game, uh, especially for the Titans, as the Colts would that would sweep the season series if they were to win this game. Um, but I like the Colts in this spot. Uh, they just played two weeks ago. The Colts won by double digits. Um, and I part of what happened there was the Colts outgained the Titans uh, by over 100 yards. And that was still, despite, it's not like they really even contained Derrick Henry too much. He still ran for 103 yards. But I think that this Colts defense is legit. They really limited Ryan Tannehill. Um, and I think that they are definitely able to win this game at minus three. Um, I know we've seen the line move against them. And we've seen it open at four and a half and it's down to three. And this season, that hasn't necessarily been profitable to bet on teams in this spot. But I think that the Colts did... Um, such a good job two weeks ago not a lot has changed and uh, their defense is one is a top five defense in the NFL so I think that this is a spot where you go back to the well I think a lot of people are looking at the Titans saying there's no way that they're going to lose like that again to the Colts but I don't see what's changed from two weeks ago and now the Colts are at home and you're getting it uh, right at minus three so you're not losing that hook um, and I like the spot for this Colts team and that defense. Yeah, I mean, if the Colts are going to win um, the AFC South, you know, then if we, like we all have kind of said that they were their favorite team in the AFC South, that win against the Packers last week was huge. And I think the defense is for real. I mean, um, and this is going back to two weeks ago on that Thursday night game between the two teams, like, I always like to take defense in that spot when it's offense versus defense. And one team is really good at defense. The other team is really good at offense. And there's not much 
to write home about with the Texans defense and the, and the Colts offense, I take defense every time. So yeah, and the thing that was surprising too, I think if you looked at the, if you looked at the penalty yards, the Colts actually were more, more penalized too. So in that game, penalized, you know, love that word. So they were more penalized in that game. So I think like, you know, it's, I think that's something that that's coaching. And I think that that's something that can be fixed within two weeks. So I, I don't see why the Colts aren't, I guess they're just not making them bigger favorites, but I think that the three just isn't really enough. So, all right. So Joe is on the Colts minus three saints minus five and a half. We'll recap everything. Once we, we get through uh, pick number five, I'm going to the NFC West where the 49ers are playing the Los Angeles Rams who just had a great win on the road in Tampa they sit at the top of the division at seven and three, and the spread is at seven. But here's a curveball: I'm taking the San Francisco 49ers. What? <laughs> I'm shocked. That's my mind blown. So we're all on the Rams here in terms of the NFC West. I think Joe might have a little Seahawks love, but we saw the value with the Rams. 49ers are four and six, currently sitting at least two games out of the playoffs. I'm not betting the money line here. I'm betting the spread. And there are a couple things. There's a couple things here that make me think that this line should be a little bit closer to four than it is at seven. Um, I think this line's way too high. First off, a couple things I'm going to throw at you here to try and convince you. 49ers coming off a bye. Kyle Shanahan's only in his fourth season, so not a lot of records to go in terms of building a kind of system there, but he's one of the best game-planning offensive head coaches. I think he has – he understands that at four and six, he needs to start his run now um, with only six games left in the season. I don't think he can afford another loss, especially in a division that has two seven and three teams and one six and four team. The Rams are coming off a short week where they played Monday night. Um, so those two things make me think that the edge goes to Shanahan in terms of game planning. He's had two weeks to do this. Another thing, if you recall Joe at the beginning of the podcast talking about the Steelers and how they got fucked with COVID because the Ra- the Ravens game is being pushed back. 49ers had to play after their team was just ravaged, almost put out a practice squad team uh, two weeks ago. They have had time to rest. They're getting back. It looks like latest reports, Debo Samuel, um, Raheem Mostert, Richard Sherman on defense, and potentially Trent Williams, but they're not sure yet about Williams. I think that this game is going unnoticed by a lot of people because the 49ers still are, you know, they're, it's almost like, you know, the, the, they've had the year from hell. They've kind of been marked off already. And I'm not saying they come back and, and make a push for the playoffs, but I'm just saying that they're not going to roll over and die. They are not, the fi- not saying it. <laughs> they are the 15th ranked team in total DVOA, 18th in weighted DVOA. So they are a middle of the road team. Um, they're, they haven't been this bottom tier team as people have kind of made them out to be. And what this line actually says it's to be, they've had a tough stretch of three games. They've played in Seattle, uh, hosting green Bay host, uh, at new Orleans. Um, so they've had a rough run of it here. And before then, you know, they, they were winning games against the Patriots and, uh, and they beat the Rams earlier this season, um, at home. So I think that 
this seven is much too high of a, a spread here, much too high of a number for two teams in the same division that know each other very well. And the 49ers are actually getting some guys back, had the buy. So I think plus seven is a good, smart bet here. I, I'm concerned about the – I initially was leaning 49ers. Um, 49ers were one of the teams my randomizer picked, but you had – you have picked them before me, um, but I'm concerned about their health. And when they beat the Rams earlier this year, they were much healthier and they had Jimmy G. Look, they're getting healthier. Like they, they had the bye week. They're getting guys back. I think Debo Samuel, very important to this team. And I think he will play. Um, and then you have some of the skill guys left. Richard Sherman hasn't played since like week two. Um, you know, I think there's some rejuvenation here, and this is kind of going to be, you know, a do or die game for the 49ers. I do think the Rams win this game, but, you know, I think it's going to be closer than people give it credit for, especially after the Rams kind of got a, you know, a huge win in, in Tampa Bay. They're, they're kind of primed for a letdown game, too. Uh, producer Corey, you have your hand raised. Is Reed back yet? Ed? No, they're fucking tight end. <laughs> Jordan Reed? He's going to die on a football field from yeah, concussion. I thought he retired. No, he's still playing. I don't know. I'm not sure. I haven't been. He's concerned. been on and off the IR maybe more than Mostert this year, quietly. Because he's not He's not listed on uh, PFF's injury So I shouldn't report. start him. Okay, good. They are very banked up, though. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thanks to the fucking Giants. <laughs> Ooh. Well, no. What actually? And I did. I see a real bottom dog team. I did see oh. this on Twitter that like, and it, this hasn't gained traction, but I I wouldn't be surprised if it started. Um, if we see a bit more, there are so many guys that came down with non-contact injuries that ruined their season at MetLife Stadium this year. Yeah, I don't have a list for you, um, handy, but mm. I am. You know, there's you saw Nick Bosa. Um, you saw Mostert, you saw a lot of guys, I think even, you know, depend, not even Giants, Jets, no matter who it was, I met Life Stadium, there's something going on with the turf there, something going on. Do you think that has more to do with Saquon Barkley's injury than being on a shit team that can't protect him? Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Entirely possible. Okay. I'll Keep launch an investigation turn. and report back. Um, also, Whitworth um, is out. Know, Going down for the Rams, I think, is a huge deal. Trent uh, Williams says COVID. The Bucks didn't really have uh, too much of a pass rush, but you know, I think this will be the first big test for the Rams um, in terms of facing a very astute pass rush without their best uh, offensive lineman. So, a pass rush without their best pass rusher. Okay, I'm moving. <laughs> Uh, my next pick, second pick, closing out the second round. Uh, we are going to Minnesota, uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, the Twin Cities, taking the Vikings minus four against the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Bridgewater did practice limited, still unsure whether he's going to play or not, or we're going to get week two of the PJ Walker experience. Uh, former XF, not is it? Yeah, XFL or yeah, XFLer. 
of the the Rough Riders, I believe. Um, apparently, he was cut. He's been cut by twelve. He's been cut twelve times in the NFL, which that is impressive. Yeah, to be you know have the perseverance to stick stick to it and you know get your opportunity and then make the most of it. Um, but I think last week's game is more of a testament to how bad the Lions are. Um, and how shitty of a coach Matt Patricia is um, to score zero points against one of the worst defenses in the NFL. The, the shittiest head coach. Yes. Um, so uh, going up to Minnesota on the road, QB situation in flux, no uh, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I like the Vikings here. Um, and I just think it's a great matchup for, for the Vikings. Uh, Panthers uh, rank – they rank so they're 19th in DVOA, um, defensive DVOA. Uh, PFF ranks their rush defense, uh, 31st uh, in the NFL. They, they're giving up 16, 116 yards per game, which is 17th. So, kind of a little towards the bottom, you know, a little past middle of the road. Uh, but the Vikings, uh, are gaining 150 yards per game, which is sixth best, best in the NFL. And if you think of the Vikings, uh, the games that they win, it's, you know, they're able to get ahead and then just run the football um, and wear down their opponent, uh, you know, not asking Kirk uh, Cousins to do too much. So I think, you know, a game at home, they'll be able to do whatever they want on the ground. Uh, you know, Dalvin Cook could, Madison and Cook could both have over 100 yards. I think this is a game, you know, that they're just going to assert their dominance on the ground, run the clock and, Panthers aren't going to be able to do too much uh, to stop them. So uh, give me the Vikings at home minus four bounce back after their loss to the Dallas Cowboys. I initially um, liked the Panthers a lot in this game, but I've stopped trying to figure out who Carolina is as a team. (laughs) Carolina plus four and a half, but you're making me want to get out of it. Well, you know, it's a new me, you know, 0-3 last week, 3-0 and this week. It's a um, coaster. I think you uh, said enough there. I, I, you know, it's – I think there, there's going to be probably a lot of people on Carolina, but I don't yes. know. I feel like I don't, people think that Carolina has been covering, but then, like, they're forgetting that Teddy Bridgewater might not play. <laughs> I mean, PJ Walker, like, like it's, it's a, what Terry said, you know, Matt Patricia, terrible head coach. That should be pretty much all like, like their win against the Detroit lions um, without Galladay, without Swift probably shouldn't be chalked up to much of anything besides a terrible coaching job by Matt Patricia. Uh, And it is worth mentioning uh, minus four isn't even the best number. You can get minus three out there, FanDuel and points bet. So I think I will, I will certainly be dabbling there um, unless you're a psycho and want to take a worse number, uh, which I do not recommend. And I need all the help I can get at the moment. Uh, right. With my last pick, one step ahead of you, Dominic, third round last pick for me is the Tampa Bay Bucks. I'm a Tampa Bay ride or dire. Um uh, you know, I was, I've been I've been a Bucks future holder ever even before Tom got there. You know, um, day oneer. But this is a 
like I said before, this is a big Sean uh, Bucks bounce back game. Uh, Bucks second in total DVOA, second in defensive DVOA um, against the Chiefs offense, who is first. I like Dom said, I tend to lean towards the defense to be able to make a stop or two. That'll make you know a difference in this close game. Uh, you know the the Chiefs could still win by three. Harrison Butker game-ending field goal, uh, and the Bucks would cover. Uh, the Chiefs, uh, on the other side of the ball, are 14th in DVOA. And if you look at who the Bucks have lost to, it's all good defenses. So the Saints twice, who are, I think, second in defensive DVOA, um, or third in defensive DVOA. The Bears by two, and they're they fourth, and the Rams are eighth. Um, and then also, if you dive deeper into that, Another common theme that they all have is their pass rush is is very good. You know, based on PFF, they're they rank the Rams uh, are fourth, Bears are fifth, and the Saints are eighth. If you look at where the Chiefs are, they're all the way down at twenty fifth with not that great of a pass rush. So Tom should have time. Tom versus time, he should have it um, back there to to make the throws and to make the plays on offense to, to do enough to at least cover the three points. And I, I think I'll probably sprinkle a little on the money line here um, because, you know, it is after all um, before Tom's bedtime. So he should be awake uh, and be able to perform uh, up to the, the standards that, that we hold uh, Mr. Tom Brady to, and then he holds himself to. Yeah. I mean, I lean this way too. This is definitely the game of the week uh, when it comes to the NFL. You know, the Chiefs really haven't had a tough test recently. So for them to get a team that's actually, you know, top five in DVOA could be good. I mean, look at the Chiefs schedule. The hard, you know, the toughest games they've played outside of the Raiders twice, who they lost to and split the series. The the games that they've played, um, I think the winning records are Ravens and the Bills. That's it. So the Chiefs might not really be that great. I mean, I know we're all crowning them as the the number one team in the NFL just because of Mahomes. I think but they're pretty good. No, I, I understand that. I'm just saying they haven't really been tested. And they got they're tested every day, Dom. There's a pandemic going on. They got Tampa and they got New Orleans in December. So I think we could learn a little bit about it. And it wouldn't surprise me if they lose both games and go into the season, uh, go into the playoffs 13 and three. So, um, I like the pick. I'm going to go final pick of mine. Cardinals minus two and a half. They are playing in Foxborough. One thing I will say, the only thing that I did not want to see happen, um, you know, if you're a Cardinals ticket holder this weekend, is the weather in New England turn sour like you saw what happened with the Ravens in Foxborough. From right now, it looks like it's going to be clear skies, knock on wood. Hopefully that continues. But I do think that the Patriots are bad. I, I'm sorry to any New England people. They are a league worst in DVOA, which is an absurd statement for a Belichick team 12 weeks into the season. Um, they are 31st and past DVOA defensively 28th in rush defense they're just i mean that 
that statement. A Belichick-led team is worse rated in DVOA on defense than Jacksonville, Cincinnati, Houston, and any of these teams. The, the Jets, they're bad. And worse than the Jets? <laughs> that's what 32nd in the NFL is yeah. on defense. And I think that the Cardinals are middle of the road, you know, on their on their defensive end, the Cardinals are 14th in rush DVOA, so they're not terrible. And we've seen this New England team only be able to score when they run the ball. I think that the Cardinals are going to be able to mitigate that. And then I just don't think New England stop them. If, if the weather's clear and there's no wind and there's nothing, no rain, I think Kyler Murray and Co walk all over the Patriots. And, you know, the Belichick might be looking at the season, you know, he's three games down to the bills in the AFC East six weeks left in the season um, going even further. He's two games back uh, for a wild card spot. So, you know, it scares me to go against Belichick here, but I just, the numbers are just too much for me to ignore. And it's something we all know. Like I, I, we all know on this podcast that Cam Newton and the Patriots are not going to be in the playoffs. I, I will say that right now, week 12. So if they're not going to be a playoff team, they lose this game, and that's that. So I'm not going to try and psychoanalyze Bill Belichick and say that, you know, this is his last stand, Bill's last stand in Foxborough for the season. You know, he understands 2020 is a shit show. He understands that COVID has ruined everybody's season and their expectations, and he might just take the better draft position and come back stronger next year. So I'm going with the Cardinals minus two and a half. All right. Bill's last stand. So my last pick is not – this is, like, one of my favorite things to do besides, like – because I, I can't root for my own team. Like, the Giants are just a heartbreak waiting to happen. Um, but I love the Seahawks, and I love betting against the Eagles. So my last pick is going to be the Seahawks minus five at the Philadelphia Eagles on Monday night. Um, Pete Carroll is 19, 10 and three against the spread in the Eastern time zone, including 11, six and one as a favorite. Um, I, I'll be surprised if this line doesn't shoot up more in the Seahawks favor. Uh, but in the last three seasons, Wentz is six and three or six and 13 against the spread at home. And if you look, the Eagles are actually 13th in defensive DVOA, but they're, it's really being floated because they're 11th against the run, but they're 20th against the pass. And we know that the Seahawks don't really, they run the ball when they like a little bit, but they've been throwing the ball much more this season. And they're a top five team in offensive pass DVOA. Um, I think this is a great spot for Seattle. Uh, I think that they, I think that the Eagles just are not good. And I think that people want to bet on, you know, like the home dog here, but um, I'm, I'm taking Seattle. They're the better bird, superior bird here. And uh, fuck the Eagles. <laughs> All right. Whoa. Joe's, Joe's picked his bird. Those are our picks. Terry's Falcons plus three Vikings minus four. Bucks plus three and a half. I am on the Washington football team plus three. 49ers plus seven. Cardinals minus two and a half. Joe, New Orleans, Saints minus five and a half. Colts minus three. And the Seahawks minus five. Speaking of birds, producer Corey, it's time for Thanksgiving pods and Rex. How you doing? Gobble, gobble, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so last year we talked about that movie um great thanks thanks killing which available on amazon prime right now <laughs> the uh we were talking and discussing thanksgiving uh generally theoretically and bird wise is turkey good yes no oh yes, yes we have a yes we have a no and we have a not really fight who said not really me oh why it's don't we like turkey bird. what are you talking about it's so good you got your, yeah, white, your white meat you got your dark meat you, you i mean i don't want a duck have you I had a duck a turkey so yes, much better had a duck. Is, yeah, but you want a turkey out of tradition you don't want it out of like what's the best thing we could eat right thanksgiving now? might be my favorite holiday it i is love it so holiday. much but it's, it's it's but you know cory uh, producer cory brings up a good point it, it could be like watching matt stafford and the lions for the last eight years on thanksgiving like yes it's tradition but they're not that good give me a kansas city game what are you talking about i i don't understand how you could think turkey isn't good it's okay you're just not it's, cooking it's okay. it right it's, you're obviously no, not cooking no, it right it's, no it's it's just it's a blah like it's not are you gonna straight up tell me like a piece of spiral ham is not as good as turkey my mom makes spiral ham. It's so. It's the shit. Down. There's also a turkey. Cooking, the spiral I ham. Mm. I love turkey. I I don't. Know. I feel like turkey is just like, ugh, like what? And it's also just like I don't want it after Thanksgiving. I definitely don't. And the turkeys are just enormous. Like there's just way too much turkey, and then you feel bad about not eating it. Cause you're like that poor Turkey's legs broke from its own weight because it got fattened for me to eat today. And I didn't feel like eating it. I eat because I filled up on fucking sides. I eat leftovers for a week. I love Thanksgiving leftovers. You make a fucking bowl out of it. It's so fucking good. You guys are so stupid. (laughs) Okay. He's so offended. Look at him. (laughs) Terry thinks we're all stupid. I'd rather have four different kinds of potatoes than any Turkey on Thanksgiving. I look, I, me and my girlfriend are staying home this year and we're cooking like everything we've ever wanted to cook. Story's gonna be fucking wild. (laughs) Yeah, get ready for the Instagram stories. (laughs) We're doing, we're doing lamb. We, we, we taper off on the duck. I don't think we're gonna do duck. We're gonna wait for Christmas. But I like Terry, you know, Terry's the odd guy out here. And I, you know, I'm not really a big fan of turkey. So we're gonna make everything else that, we have always wanted to make and now we can because we're in control so we are the captains I would, now i would rather have a deep fried turkey on thanksgiving that's, but that's fair point. now you have a logistical issue with like getting a turkey small enough for your outside deep fryer making sure you didn't freeze it so you don't kill your whole fucking family and those uh, are wild. you right. get you get it you get it at the supermarket you get a 12 to 16 pound turkey you let it thaw for three to four days and you put it in a deep fryer it's not that hard yeah, it's like you know what I'm gonna do. do I'm gonna go buy one after this. I'm gonna put it in. I'm gonna let it thaw for three to four days, and I'm gonna make one this weekend in a smoker, so you can suck on these nuts. See, that sounds way be better delicious. than fucking oven roasted, annoying, bland turkey. All right, let's. It's not bland. Let's, uh, you're making it fucking it bland. Hey, all right, it's we, not bland. We, we, it's bland. Had, Why do you think had... there's so many sides on Thanksgiving? You just don't Terry, make it. It's right. fucking you don't bland. Make it right if you <laughs> the pilgrims are like, yeah, this is a big bird, but like, what else you got? Mace. Land. Mace, mice. <laughs> Mace and land. <laughs> All right. We've okay. we've argued for five minutes about the uh about turkey and the efficacy thereof. Um let's let's recommend some stuff. 
What's going on? Uh, we have to finish up this podcast. We did a whole bunch of NFL. Uh, Joe, you had asked to kind of go into college basketball. I am not ready yet. Next uh, week, I'll be ready. I, I just, I, I'm, just, I'm just not in the mood for college basketball right now. I am too. I don't want to wait. Like, I feel like college basketball could be canceled in like three weeks. Yes, that is Fair also point. true. I don't want to emotionally commit to it because you're seeing games get canceled here too. Like you're seeing, yeah. like Seton Hall had two games canceled already. Um, you know, well, the the second wave is is coming back up. And again, these, you know, you're even seeing it in college football. I think Wisconsin isn't even going to qualify for a Big Ten championship game. Not that they were going to this year, but they're not going to be able to play the rec- you know, the, the minimum amount of games. So yeah, colleges be- colleges treat this crisis much differently than professional athletes, and they as they should. But yeah. I mean, the only thing that I was looking at in terms of betting it was like if they're returning most of the starters, then I'll bet on that team, um, especially like early in the season. But I don't know if you have thoughts on that. I mean, I'll have thoughts next week. This is about Thanksgiving. Any any recommendations on how to deal with Thanksgiving and enjoy Thanksgiving in 2020? All right. Number one recommendation, get the morning lift in. Because if you get the morning lift in, you can convert all those calories, all those carbs into gains. Bryson guaranteed won't do this because Bryson doesn't eat real food. Bryson's going to sit at the fucking Christmas or Thanksgiving table and drink a protein shake because he thinks that that's more effective. Why are we, why are we giving drive-by shots to Bryson? What's going on here? Joe will never not take a shot if he has the opportunity. He doesn't eat his protein. Uh, I like that we started off that like Joe was kind of our, you know, Bryson adjacent podcaster. And now he hates Bryson more than we do. (laughs) He like found out he doesn't eat solid food. He's like, fuck that guy. So yeah, get the morning lifted. Do whatever body part you feel like you need to work on the most. Um, and you can take that to mean whatever you want, but you're going to get your fucking calories afterwards and you're going to be fucking locked and loaded. I love it. That's the way to do it. That's my one Thanksgiving recommendation. Lift in the morning. Before I continue to my recommendation, does anyone know if the Thanksgiving Day Parade is canceled? No, it's on. No, it's not. Are there going to be spectators, or is it just a bunch of balloons by themselves? Wait, they're actually doing the Thanksgiving Day Parade? Yeah. I believe so. It's not with people, like, doing the walking. They're, like, attaching the balloons to, like, cars or something. Everyone's out of a job this year. That sucks. And they specifically said – they're doing a different route, and they said, don't come watch. Like, that. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> That'll don't happen. The court. Don't like. <laughs> I mean, the one good thing is like I'm sure I'm sure as shit. No matter how windy it gets, we don't have to worry about like a passerby or a, or an onlooker getting killed by a balloon, like a rogue balloon knocking over a telephone pole. Remember when you, Big Bird did that? You like 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Big I mean, Bird no took one, out like a telephone pole, and I don't know if he killed the lady or put her in a coma, but it was something. No one lives in the city anymore, so who would go to the parade? That's right. Now, actually, I expect I fully expect these balloons to be riddled with bullet holes by the end of the parade. Yeah, broad I daylight. Like, I feel like Yang would tax the balloons because they're not using people to carry them this year. I uh, yeah, tax those machines, bitch. Yeah. Tax the balloons, Yang twenty twenty four. My recommendation had nothing to do with the parade. I was just curious and didn't know how to bring it up. Mm. Um, <laughs> well, that's something I, I learned. I didn't know that they were still doing it. See, I'm glad I asked now. Mm-hmm. There are no stupid questions. Wink. Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to recommend a band this week, one that I love and haven't listened to in a long time. No, Great. it's not Limp Biscuit. I've been listening to them too frequently to 
say I haven't listened to them in a long time. This band is Turnover. I can't really describe their sound. Who's the lead singer? Daniel Jones? (laughs) (laughs) Tua! Sorry, too soon. (laughs) That's funny. Anyway, they haven't released any 2020 music, which makes me giddy at the thought that they're probably sitting on a shitload of music that they'll be releasing at any moment. So I have alerts set up like all hell. Um, I highly recommend if you're getting so there's started. Nothing, there's nothing new. Vision. There's nothing new, and you don't know if they ever make music again. But you're just recommending them. Yes, because their okay. old stuff's just as good. Okay. But I'm saying, prepare thyself, lube yourself. It's there's music coming. Um, start out with Peripheral Vision. Listen to the whole album, and then continue from there. Okay. Um, I'll recommend. Uh, How's that Thanksgiving curveball? Yeah, uh, I'll recommend not listening to anyone's comments or opinions on this podcast except mine regarding uh, Thanksgiving <laughs> and so said bird that is associated with the holiday. Um, my recommendation is, you know, I we generally eat a little earlier. I'm not sure how what time other people eat dinner on Thanksgiving. You know, around three o'clock. Um, I recommend having just one, one plate at, at the three o'clock meal, allowing you to, you know, get to dessert sooner, but it allows you then to have your second dinner around eight o'clock. Um, and you're not too full. So, and there's no football game at this time. So I'll also recommend maybe going on Netflix and watching uh, master of none rewatching that right now. I'm almost through both seasons. Oh, what a great show. So real. All right. And uh, to close it out, <laughs> so real. To close it out, I will recommend cranberry sauce. Um, very overlooked condiment. It is the... Is it jelly my, or is it fucking sauce? Sauce. Sauce. And it's it's it should be the lubricant to all of your Thanksgiving meals. It's the worst. You're it eating, you're eating a lot of... You're eating a lot of carbs and you got to get it down. Just loop up everything with cranberry sauce and don't overlook it this year. Don't overlook just, it any year. Make sure you cram some sugar in between those carbs. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> cranberry sauce. And the Washington football team, we're going back to the well. Stay tuned for next week. We'll talk college football, uh, college basketball. Maybe we'll talk a little college football. Who knows? Doubt it. Uh, college basketball, some more NFL. We will post the picks on the socials. We are neck and neck with the standard and pours 500. And we are going to have to have a good week. And I think we're going to. So thanks for listening. Happy Thanksgiving for Dominic DeLeo, Joe DeLara, Terry Takes, producer Corey, the Oddscast Podcast. See you next week. Gobble, gobble. gobble. Motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so, I'm honestly so disappointed. There's no fucking night game tomorrow. That's ridiculous. What the fuck am I supposed to do while eating my second meal? Watch Masters and None. I was in the liquor store earlier and I I saw like, uh, they had like spiked coffee, iced coffees. That sounds dangerous. Yeah.